The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Exploring our oneness with spirit and each other. Unity Online Radio. Welcome to Spirit of Recovery, where spirituality and recovery meet with Reverend Anna Schaus, Ph.D. From Soul Matters Ministry in Olympia, Washington. Now, here's your host, Reverend Anna Schaus. Welcome to the Spirit of Recovery, the place where spirituality and recovery meet, where we support your spiritual growth in recovery. My name is Anna Schaus, and I'm your host, I'm glad that you're listening with us today. I'm glad that you are a part of the Spirit of Recovery community, that you are participating through listening, through sharing with us your thoughts, your ideas, sending us emails, posting on our Facebook page, and letting your community know about the Spirit of Recovery. And uh, you can like us on Facebook, go to the Spirit of Recovery page on Facebook and like us and uh, keep on spreading the word and see what's there, what you can uh, see that other people have posted. I so much enjoy broadcasting on the topic of recovery and spirituality here on Unity Online Radio. And um, it's great to bring you the guests that uh, come to us and truly they come from so many different uh, corners of Life in so many different places, and uh, Spirit does bring them in many interesting ways. And our guest today, who you'll find out in a minute, is no exception to that. But my guests that I bring to you on the Spirit of Recovery are always people who are either in recovery themselves or who are working with recovering people or who have an interest in the idea of recovery and seeing how it is connected to lots of other things uh, in life and how recovery is often influenced and influences um, many aspects of spirituality. Every week we always talk about uh, topics that are important to the recovery community and the guests are always down-to-earth, knowledgeable, and innovative. On Spirit of Recovery, we bring you practical information that you can use and lively discussions that get you thinking. Know that you can listen to Spirit of Recovery live, of course, through your computer or through your mobile phone. You can also listen on demand to our archives. We've got um, several years of great archived programs, and you can find those on www.unityonlineradio.org slash program slash spirit of recovery. And again, you can listen to those archives on demand. 
I want you to know that the spirit of recovery is a welcoming place, and uh, I understand that recovery is a large concept and uh, can be participated in in many ways by uh, many different kinds of people coming from lots of different places in life. So know that if you're a person that's in recovery from any kind of an addiction or if you're the family member or friend of someone who's in recovery or has the disease of addiction, perhaps you're in your own recovery as a family member or maybe not, or maybe you're just someone who's interested in the process of recovery and spirituality, you're just curious, looking for more information, you are very welcome here, and you're welcome um, to give your input, to ask questions or make comments during the program, or post on our Facebook page or send an email. I'm glad that you're here and welcome your participation. Again, my name is Anna Schaus. I'm your Spirit of Recovery host. I'm a unity minister and an addictions counselor. I'm also a person who has as in my own circle of love and friendship, many people that have the disease of addiction. And years ago, those relationships got me involved um, in an active path of personal growth and recovery and spiritual development. That is, for me, an integration of uh, the unity principles and the 12-step principles. And that walk keeps informing my life and transforming it and keeps me growing. I'm grateful and delighted to have the opportunity to share these ideas with you about um, spirituality, about recovery, and also about these unity principles. I'm also very interested in hearing what's happening for you on your recovery and spirituality walk. Today, our topic is, where did they ever get the idea that you don't have to be religious to find God? And today, we're going to be talking um, with... My guest, John Miller. John is the writer and producer of the new documentary, What is New Thought? And in that documentary, um, he talks a lot about the New Thought movement, of which uh, unity is a part. And in addition to that, uh, or part, as a part of that, he uh, speaks about how it is that the 12-step programs and the self-help movement uh, really do have some roots in the New Thought movement. The, the early members of Alcoholics Anonymous were certainly looking for, and the, and the founders of Alcoholics Anonymous were certainly looking for a way to make a conscious connection with a healing, regenerative, spiritual power. They were very aware that if they narrowed the focus and, and made that specific to a certain established religion or to certain dogma, that they were going to be of very little use because that that would be such a narrow uh, focus that many people that had the disease of addiction would not be interested and wouldn't be able to avail themselves of uh, what later became the 12-step program. So they were very open-minded people, these early founders of AA. They were uh, religious explorers in many ways, and uh, they drew from a lot of sources, and one of those sources was the New Thought Movement. So we'll be hearing more about that today as well as the New Thought Movement in general as we speak with my guest, John Miller. So, John, welcome to Spirit of Recovery. Oh, thank you, Reverend Anna. It's great to be here. Uh, thank you for uh, asking me to come on. Well, I'm very glad that you're here, and I know that um, you have some interesting stories about how you came to make this movie, this documentary, What is New Thought? And... Uh, it's interesting that in the very process of making the movie that actually you had uh, some spiritual experiences, that the, the very power of spirituality <laughs> was a part of it. So as we, right. start, as we start off, would you tell us about how you 
got interested in making mm. this movie and a bit of how it started. And then later, we'll, we'll get to how specifically the 12-step programs are, are related to New Thought. But how'd you, how'd you get the idea to make this movie and how'd it happen? Well, actually, you know, it's funny. I, uh, several years ago, maybe, uh, maybe about eight years ago, I started on this, uh, on this path where I was starting to read more self-help books. And, uh, and as I started reading, uh, people like Tony Robbins and, and Zig Ziglar on into Wayne Dyer and Deepak Chopra, you know, it was evident to me that there was a spiritual undercurrent to all of this that I was learning, but I, I wasn't sure, um, you know, the framework of how that was. And, uh, as I started to, uh, pick up on some of these things, it affected my music. Uh, as you mentioned earlier, I'm also a musician. And uh, and so I started playing and singing and writing more positive music, and uh, I started looking for where are these positive messages being sung? Where are people listening to stuff like this? And I found out about New Thought, and I uh, realized that there there was this connection between self help and New Thought, and uh, I began taking classes under uh, David Alt, and. Uh, started learning some of the history, and I, and I found it fascinating, and um, the the whole idea of doing a documentary actually started from me just looking for a documentary about New Thought and wanting to learn more about the history, and uh, I found out eventually that that documentary did not exist that I was looking for, and uh, so for a few years, you know, I kind of resisted this idea of, you know, of me being the one to put this sort of thing together, but uh, finally, maybe about two years ago, I uh, I just came to this uh, conclusion that I said, well, I don't know how I would do it or or, or anything like that, but let me, let me just start off with a, a pen and paper and write down what I would do if I was going to do this, and who would I want to talk to, and, and what would be the questions I would want to ask, and and uh, it just began like that. And uh, before I knew it, we had uh, we'd raised the funds that we needed to uh, to make the movie, and and one interview kind of led to another, and it was it was an amazing experience. Mm-hmm. And that what you're describing, it certainly I, I would never say that's exclusively the purview of New Thought that. I think right. any spiritual system would do that. But what you're describing is a very new thought kind of process, is you had a, a, an idea. You mm-hmm. began to take some steps towards uh, making that idea actual, and lo and behold, uh, the doors opened. Right, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you know, if, if I would have uh, tried to figure out before I got started how everything was going to happen, there, there's no way I could have I done it. But uh, all I did was kind of surrender myself to this idea and say, how would I start it? And, and you know, it was, it was just a matter of taking one step and then being able to take the next. And, and uh, you mentioned INTA. It was funny because... That's the, the International before, New Thought Alliance, which is a, a, new thought, a new thought group that's been around for more than 100 years. So, okay, go ahead. Right, right. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I was going to the conference uh, to interview a few people, and I'd actually tried to get in touch with um, President uh, Blaine Mays um, before I went down there, and I wasn't able to get in touch. And, and so, you know, half of me is wondering, you know, should I continue in this trip or should I cancel? You know, I don't, I don't know how I'm going to be received when I get there. And so I just decided I'm going to go ahead and go. And uh, when I got down there, 
uh, one of my first, I guess my first interview was uh, Reverend Mary Tompkins, who's in the Universal Foundation for Better Living. And uh, she's actually the president of that association. But she said, well, have you met Dr. Mays yet? And uh, I said, no, no, I haven't met him yet. And uh, she said, well, let me downstairs and we'll meet him. <laughs> and so uh, she took me down there, and uh, it was, they, not only did they receive me with open arms, uh, it actually came to my attention that just the day before the interview, they had actually prayed for and affirmed that a documentary would be made about the New Thought Movement. <laughs> uh-huh. And so, you know, there it is, you know, just, you know, simply synchronicity at work. That's right. And that power of prayer. And I uh, met you this year when I went to the International New Thought Alliance Conference um, just about a month ago, I guess. And I heard the woman who was the head of that prayer group stand up in the group and say <laughs> that. And she was taking some credit for this very. movie, and I think she should. She yeah, very yeah. Well. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, it's wonderful. And that, that really is a prime uh, principle of new thought is that uh, mm-hmm. as we hold thoughts in mind and as we affirm that and align ourselves with spirit and the good of the universe, that good manifests. So, well, and I think, it, I think it goes to show, too, that uh, that this, this was a movie that was ready to be made. That, that it, it was starting to become something that people were waiting for. They were ready for. And so I think that uh, speaks to that, that, um, you know, it wasn't a, just an idea that I had. I mean, other people were thinking about this and praying for it and wanting it to happen. Right. And that's that really is part of it, too. That's a very spiritual idea is that uh, mm-hmm. when that there is somehow, you know, however we describe it, a universal life energy or life force and that there are certain ideas that come forth in groups, you know, when that when it's time for it to come, it, it manifests itself. That's Absolutely. for sure. So tell us, tell me some more about what it is, why you think that this is uh, the t- a time for this New Thought movie. As you said, you'd been looking for one, you couldn't find one. Uh, people yeah. Praying. What, what's important about it happening now? Well, you know, whenever I, whenever I first got into New Thought, I was really taken by the principles and the ideas, and uh, I found them to be unique in the fact that it was a it was a practical approach to spirituality. And uh, what what I ended up really getting me was as I dug more and more into it, um, I found that the history was just as as uh, fascinating. And just as much a story that needed to be told as the ideas and principles themselves, and um, and so as I started to dig around in the history, you um, you start to find, you know, some of these different connections, like New Thought's connection to Alcoholics Anonymous, New Thought's connection to, um, you know, charismatic uh, Christianity, and and uh, connection actually to Pentecostalism, um, you know, the connection. To uh, of course, Oprah Winfrey and uh, some of these, you know, self-help authors: Deepak Chopra, Wayne Dyer, Deepak, uh, excuse me, uh, Tony Robbins. And so you you begin to see this web of uh, influence that New Thought has had that um, most people just aren't even aware of. And even within the movement, I think people have a piece of the history here and there. But they don't know the the full scope of of the impact that, that New Thought has had. 
Mm-hmm. That's true. I know when uh, I'll tell people your website, if they want to learn more about the movie, is newthoughtmovie.com. So people can certainly go on there and, and see about the movie and um, so forth. But, you know, one thing I was really impressed with, uh, John, when I watched the movie, a lot of things, but one is what you're just saying is that I thought I knew a lot about New Thought, but I learned a lot. Um, wow. What you're saying about some of those connections and also. Sure. How you interviewed people from so many different uh, parts of the New Thought movement. Uh, it was wonderful to see that tapestry woven and to see what is yeah. what is in common, for sure, amongst uh, the different aspects of it. It was real powerful. Yeah, you know that that was one of the things I wanted to make sure that I did was um, you know bring in people from different parts of the movement. You know. Uh, are people who are obviously ministers, but also people who are uh, involved in other ways, uh, teachers and authors and people from unity, people from religious science, people from divine science and, uh, and Universal Foundation for Better Living. And so hopefully, you know, we get the bigger picture and see how it, how it all uh, fits together. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it was amazing to me even though I was putting it together, that that, um, everybody seemed to be telling the same story. You know, Mm -hmm. everybody seemed to be, um, you know, giving the same ideas, the same principles, and it really is, um, obviously they're different groups, uh, but they share so many of the same ideas. Right, and with that, uh, certainly in in the United States, in the almost in the mid-1800s, the late-1800s, all the way up through the early-1900s and, and certainly into the present. But there really started uh, in this country a big sense of uh, religious freedom, a big uh, sense, even from the founding of this country, but a sense of people, uh, you know, exploring spirituality on their own and, and you know, finding ways to help themselves and so forth. So what do you think that the the power of the New Thought Movement was, or what are some of the foundational ideas in it, and, and why has that been so powerful and influential, even though it may not be obvious? In the outer. <laughs> well, that's, mean, that's kind of the paradox, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, obviously, New Thought has roots uh, throughout all of history, and, and it is, uh, you know, so many times we come back to this idea of it, it's New Thought, but ancient wisdom, and, and there's, there's a lot of truth to that. Um, but it, it really, uh, New Thought itself really started to formulate in the United States around uh, people like Ralph Waldo Emerson and the Transcendentalist Movement, and it was, it was, it, it went back to this whole idea of that thoughts affect things. That you know, we we don't have to be victims in this life. That uh, that you know, we are really shaping our lives. Uh, by the thoughts that we think, the words that we say, and and our actions, and so um, it it almost seems common sense in today's world, but uh, at one time that very idea was revolutionary, and I think that's uh, kind of where uh, New Thought really launched from. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a uh, it's that idea that we uh, I think maybe even as we grow as a society out of this sense of, of 
domination, which, you know, has certainly been a part of culture for a long time and mm-hmm. in many places in the world. It, and it does begin to, to develop a new sense of personal power and personal um, capacity that, mm-hmm. you know, as you said, is sort of a new idea. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I mean, obviously it took off from, from people like Ralph Waldo Emerson to uh, to Phineas Quimby and and, um, and on down the line. But um, that was the fun thing about putting this movie together is really you get to see the kind of the torch being passed and seeing, you know, how one group or one person influenced another. That's right. Hold that thought. It's time for our break. Listeners, stay with us. We'll be right back and continue talking about where did they ever get the idea you don't have to be religious to find God with my guest, John Miller, the writer and producer of the documentary, What is New Thought? We'll be right back. Our goal at Unity Online Radio is to continue expanding our spiritual programming and growing our listening audience. To help us become an ever stronger voice in today's world, we ask for your support. Please visit www.unity.fm and click on Donate Now. Thank you. Michaels, host of The Prosperous Life on Unity Online Radio, is an author, life coach, national speaker, and the founder and spiritual director of the Center for Spiritual Living in Kansas City, Missouri. Through his writing, coaching, and speaking, Chris has helped thousands of people understand the basic spiritual principles that govern our lives. In his book, Your Soul's Assignment, he reminds us that we each have something to do here on earth a unique purpose to our lives. If you're interested in discerning what is yours to do, are looking for practical spiritual principles to inspire your life, or coaching to provide you with the tools to live more fully, visit Chris's website at www.chrismichaels.net. That's www.chrismichaels.net. Are you tired of life slamming the door in your face? Did you get another rejection letter, pink slip, foreclosure notice, or go on yet another bad date? Does it seem like the older you get, the more hopeless life seems? Are you ready to stop taking no as your final answer? Then join us for Design Your Life, a talk show by Kevin Cottrell Ross, the coach's coach, Go into the locker room for one full hour with the championship coach every week and start designing your winning playbook that will make the rest of your life the best of your life. That's Design Your Life with Kevin Cottrell Ross, the coach's coach, Wednesdays at 4 p.m. Central Time on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. listening to Spirit of Recovery with Reverend Anna Schaus and her guest. If you have a question or comment or experience with today's topic that you'd like to share, call us now at 888-55-UNITY. That's 888-558-6489. 
Call now or email us at spiritofrecovery at unityonlineradio.org. Now, back to the program. Welcome back to Spirit of Recovery. I'm very glad that you're joining us today. And if you're just joining in, our topic today is where did they ever get the idea you don't have to be religious to find God? We're talking about how when desperation met the non-dogmatic spirituality of new thought and other spiritual traditions, the 12-step program was born. And uh, my guest is John Miller. John is the writer and producer of the new documentary movie, what is New Thought? That movie was the first runner-up in the River City Film Festival in 2013 Independent Feature category. And uh, John himself is a New Thought musician. He's also a music and video producer, uh, and he uh, produces uh, commercials, or he used to, as well as event <laughs> videography. And he also... Uh, does produce music and make write music and sing music and shares that with New Thought uh, churches across the country. So in just a moment, I'm going to get back to my conversation with John and about um, how it is that the 12-step programs uh, do have also some roots in the New Thought movement. But before that, I invite you to join me for a moment of quiet, a moment of peace, a moment of meditation in the Serenity Minute. So I invite you to take a breath and breathe in fully. And exhale fully and share with me this constructive idea. I experience my higher powers loving presence with me and within me. All is well. I experience my higher powers loving presence with me and within me. All is well. Let's take a moment now in the quiet. friends for joining me in the Serenity Minute, and I trust that that was an opportunity for you to relax, to take a moment of quiet, and make that conscious contact with your higher power as you understand. And so now we're back to my conversation with my guest, John Miller, talking about where did they ever get the idea you don't have to be religious to find God? And uh, we're talking about how the roots of the 12-step programs um, do have some some of those roots in the New Thought movement. So, uh, John, one thing, as we said, that you do is that you write uh, New Thought music and positive music, and you share that around the country in churches and with groups. And uh, we're going to have the opportunity to hear one of your songs right now, and the name of that is Instrument. Would you tell us um, how you came to write that and what it means to you? Why is that what you consider positive or New Thought music? Well, you know, this song, uh, it came about... Um, it was only a few years ago that I came into uh, contact with this, the uh, prayer of St. Francis of Assisi. And uh, somebody had sent it to me, and, and for whatever reason, I'd never seen it before. But 
if you're not familiar with it, uh, in the prayer, you know, he talks about, uh, you know, God, where there's darkness, let me bring light. Um, you know, where there's hate, let me bring love. And, you know, so wherever, you know, it seems as if, you know, the world is missing something, let me be the instrument to bring that about. And uh, it really touched me and, and uh, made me want to write a song, uh, not really verbatim, um, you know, the prayer, but um, kind of, you know, my interpretation of it. And, and uh, so for me, it's a, it's a powerful song and, and, uh, and it's, it's something that's very touching. All right. Well, great. And we're going to hear now my guest, John Miller's recording of his song, Instrument. There is hate Let me bring love There is needing Let me be enough Let me be your instrument There is fear Let me be bold There is weakness Let me be strong And oh Let me be your instrument There is worry Let me bring There is fighting Let me bring peace Let me be your instrument I surrender I give my Sir, the 
John, that's absolutely beautiful. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it is. And again, that sure embodies, uh, obviously, um, a a wonderful spiritual principle that's certainly congruent with um, New Thought. Charles Fillmore, the co-founder of Unity, said, you know, if you see... There's a paraphrase anyway. If you see bad things in the world, don't let that be keep you from loving. Rather, let that be an incentive to love. Mm-hmm. And uh, and certainly the certainly embodies that twelve step uh, philosophy of being of service and taking responsibility uh, for yourself, which is twelve step and and new thought for sure. So tell us about how what is that direct connection between AA and New Thought, and then we're going to also hear a clip from the movie uh, that talks about that. But what's the connection? Well, you know, the most the most direct connection would be in the Fox, and uh, I know that uh, there was a uh, actually in Fox, the secretary was uh, the mom of one of the early AA members. And uh, so as a result, um, a lot of the early AA groups and AA members um, would actually go see Emmett Fox, um, give his lectures and messages. Uh, Of course, he was a divine science minister in New York City. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, not only that, but um, his book, uh, Sermon on the Mount, uh, became one of the early uh, read books within AA and uh, even before the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous, um, Sermon on the Mount was uh, was sort of um, the book that they would read and, and talk from. And so it, it really did become an early influence on Alcoholics Anonymous and, and kind of helped shape the group and, and, uh, and um, sort of shape the, the big book itself. Mm-hmm. Great. Let's hear that clip from the, the New Thought movie about AA. Anything you want to say, set it up for us or... No, this kind is of. just uh it's just a clip uh from the movie where where um, they are talking about uh, we've got folks talking about 
the new thought influence on, on AA. Okay, great. Here we go. This is a clip from uh, What is New Thought, the documentary by my guest, John Miller. There's a, a beautiful and rich connection between um, uh, the AA movement, the Alcoholics Anonymous movement, and uh, New Thought. One of them is Emmett Fox, um, whose literature was extremely popular uh, in the early AA movement and still is today. Many people read Emmett Fox uh, through their connections in the AA movement and don't really know about the rest of the New Thought movement, but they certainly know uh, the writings and the works of the Sermon on the Mount and, and many other works of, of Emmett Fox. The big book of Alcoholics Anonymous was being written while uh, uh, Dr. Bob and Bill W. were studying Emmett Fox's Sermon on the Mount. And Emmett Fox was probably the best-selling New Thought author in the 20th century and was a divine science minister. But that's the basis from which they wrote the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. Even Ernest Holmes uh, saw and looked at an early edition of, of the big book before it was published and gave his thoughts on it. Well, there's a lot in um, in 12-step programs about cleaning up the past, about making amends for, um, for wrongdoings, uh, and clearing out all that negative energy and emotion. And so I have to practice forgiveness. I can't hold on to the old outmoded ways of thinking and behaving and feeling and expect to grow or expand. And so um, another thing uh, that's, that seems to be an overlap between a recovery program and new thought is the emphasis on a daily spiritual practice. I've been encouraged in both recovery and in new thought to meditate every day, to pray every day, to to have some sort of conscious contact with a power greater than myself every single day. Another connection that AA has uh, with uh, the New Thought Movement is through Emma Curtis Hopkins. Emma Curtis Hopkins' ministry was uh, handed over to uh, a woman. Uh, her ministry was uh, uh, called the High Watch, and uh, they went out and bought a farm and it was called the High Watch Farm. And it was its purpose of that ministry was to continue the legacy of Emma Curtis Hopkins' work, keep her writings in, in print and her teachings uh, out there. Bill W. and his friends that were uh, helping launch the AA movement went to this farm on retreat and uh, began to uh, exchange information and literature and sharing of ideas. And eventually the woman who ran uh, that ministry, the High Watch uh, ministry, turned it over to the AA movement, and it became the first retreat and recovery center, and still to, to this day is uh, operated as an uh, alcoholic uh, uh, recovery and treatment uh, retreat center that you can go to. And uh, so there again, we see the influence of New Thought uh, through Emma Curtis Hopkins uh, and through Emmett Fox influencing the AA movement. Thank you. Thanks, John. That's a powerful... Uh, you got... Again, several different voices uh, mm, in there yeah. talking about different aspects of that for sure. Um, so tell us some more about what you learned from, when you were interviewing these people and what your insights are into how uh, New Thought affected those 12-step programs in a substantive way. What difference do you think it made that they did have that uh, New Thought influence? Well, you know, I think... Uh 
you know, it seems to me that really what Alcoholics Anonymous was looking for was a way um, to access spirituality and a direct contact to God without um, without sort of this, um, this framework of um, a particular religion or, or a particular um, verbiage, I guess, is the best way to put it. And so um, I think they were able to find that through, in this box, through New Thought, they found um, a way to um, communicate and, and commune with God and, uh, and to, uh, to help people that were uh, that were in a difficult position, and uh, you know it's like there's a guy uh, who's in the movie. Uh, you heard him in that clip, and he's talking about the connection and what he what he saw from his uh, perspective. Uh, he was actually in Alcoholics Anonymous, and and now is a, a co minister at Unity of Savannah. But you know what he told me was that uh, whenever he got into Alcoholics Anonymous, he didn't want anything to do with religion. Or uh, or church, or you know, he didn't even want to hear the name, you know, God. But for him, whenever he got into Alcoholics Anonymous, uh, it was it was a bit easier for him to say. Hang on, hang on to that thought. We'll be right back. And stay with us, listeners. We'll be right back. Horsemen of the Apocalypse, Armageddon, the Lake of Fire, and then the choir of angels singing as Jesus emerges from the clouds. Ah, the book of Revelation. Are we really destined to the gloom and doom presented in the final book of the Bible? Or is it possible that within Revelation lies a spiritual guide to the human experience? Listen to this special series as Rev. Ed Townlake, the author of Kingdom Come, and Rev. Ellen Debenport, author of The Five Principles, contemplate the truth about the book of Revelation. These colleagues and longtime friends discuss the convoluted symbolism of Revelation because Rev. Ed insists in his new book about Revelation that it's actually filled with positive reinforcement and helpful guidance. The book of Revelation, an apocalyptic end-of-the-world prophecy, or a personal, practical guide to spiritual growth. Listen in to find out. Go to www.unityonlineradio.org and click on Special Series. Is there a difference between the spiritual teachings you know and how you live your life? Does your day-to-day experience reflect what you truly value? Are you ready to receive your life and live the gift that you are? Join Janice Campbell, licensed Unity teacher, author, and coach each week as she shares inspiration and tools to help you identify and dissolve the limiting beliefs that prevent you from living the fullest expression of what you are. Talk with Janice live every Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Central on Receive Your Life, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. 
listening to Spirit of Recovery, the place where spirituality and recovery meet, with your host, Reverend Anna Schaus, Ph.D. And now, here's Anna. Welcome back to Spirit of Recovery. I'm very glad that you're listening with us today. And if you're just joining us, we're talking about how in the world do you ever did they ever get the idea that you don't have to be religious to find God? And we're talking about how um, the twelve step programs uh, had some uh, important influence from the New Thought movement, of which Unity is a part. And my guest is John Miller. John is the writer and producer of the new documentary movie, What Is New Thought? And you can uh, learn more about him and that movie at www.newthoughtmovie.com so that's newthoughtmovie.com and John is a music and video producer he is also a musician himself and he writes music and shares that positive music with churches around the country and uh, we've heard one of his songs already today and we have heard a clip from the New Thought movie uh, in specific how that uh, New Thought and a a uh, are connected. So, uh, John, tell us some more about High Watch Farm. That really is an interesting uh, situation. There, how? What's that connection about uh, High Watch Farm and uh, New Thought and AA? Yeah, uh, High Watch Farm was um, was actually passed along from Emma Curtis Hopkins. And uh, if you're not familiar with Emma Curtis Hopkins. Um, she was sort of she was noted as being sort of the teacher of teachers. Um, so she um, ordained, uh, of course, the Fillmores and uh, Ernest Holmes and uh, many in the Divine Science uh, movement. And so she was sort of known as this uh, teacher of teachers and and really um, kind of spread the New Thought movement. And uh, so whenever she passed, um, there was the High Watch Farm, and that was sort of um, a part of her ministry, and the lady that uh, ran that was Sister Frances, and she was put in the position of making sure that Emma Curtis Hopkins' teachings remained uh, in, in, in people's, uh, you know, minds and, and sort of passing along, um, you know, uh, her teachings. And so um, eventually what happened was um, this High Watch Farm because of a mutual appreciation between uh, Bill W. and the Alcoholics Anonymous movement and the New Thought movement, um, there became this connection, and that was actually passed along to AA and became um, their first uh, alcoholics, uh, you know, treatment facility. And uh, it's it's still in operation today, and um, it, it's it's um, it's pretty amazing to think that. Uh, that there's that connection there. Mm-hmm. It it sure is, and the uh, and and the early AAs they in the traditions they had some controversies early on in in Alcoholics Anonymous about knowing that, that it wasn't going to work for them to literally run hospitals. They had some conflicts over mm-hmm. that. So mm-hmm. technically, what Bill and them did was they they said they weren't going to take it over, but they did sort of participate in in the creating a board and so forth and in the management but AA itself uh because of the traditions and and so forth they didn't literally uh manage it but they were certainly very mm. involved in very uh close ways uh Marty M who was the one of the first women uh to participate in AA really had uh, a connection she was the one I think that knew somebody 
at High Watch Farm, yeah. and that's how they found out about it. I think is sort of what it was. Yeah, so it's, yeah, it's an it's amazing, amazing connection. It's amazing to think that it's uh, it's still in operation today, too. That's right. Yeah, and you can you know if anybody's interested, you can Google it. It is a treatment center. Just Google High Watch Farm, and uh, you can find out you know about what what they're doing there. But it's fascinating too that you know they were so committed to the spiritual principles and mm-hmm. uh, really wanting to make sure that that those people that were there were engaged in spiritual practices and spiritual growth and um you know that that wasn't going to get lost sort of in a in a psychological approach so sure. and, and i know that um i was reading uh, a couple of months ago um you know bill w even had uh, you know sort of a fascination with uh, mary baker eddie and her whole approach and so there's another um sort of uh you know offshoot of, uh, of new thought that that was again another influence uh, in there uh, over Bill W and and, and eventually Alcoholics Anonymous. Uh-huh. That's I didn't I had hadn't heard that. Tell us a little bit more about that. And Mary Baker Eddy was the founder of Christian Science and uh, and in uh, sort of one of the threads from which New Thought came. So what was he? So he was reading. Uh, yeah, he was reading a lot of Mary Baker Eddy, and uh, he found her to be a, a very fascinating figure and and. Uh, and a lot of a lot of the uh, uh, new thought people do, um, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, it just it just so happens that uh, you know, new thought and, and Christian Science have uh, you know a, a slightly different approach. But um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know all of the details, but I did read that that in a book uh, here recently that mm-hmm. he was um, he was very much um, intrigued by Mary Baker Eddy and, and her uh, philosophy. Right. Yeah, I'm sure they were, um, all of those early AAs were uh, reading widely and mm, all kinds yeah. of uh, spiritual practices. And I, you know, that, that makes sense. I, that's interesting. I, I just never uh, heard that. One thing that I'm aware of is in the, in the book, Alcoholics Anonymous, the big book, that a lot of the language uh, that speaks, it does certainly use the word God a lot and uses that in the mm. 12 steps. Uh, and also, to me, you read it and you, I really see the new thought language in there. They talk about the great reality that is within every man, woman, and child and um, yeah. uh, that kind of thing. So to me, you can really see that uh, influence. Well, and I think, I think another thing is is uh, I was kind of getting to this earlier, but um, a lot of people, uh, if they've been hurt somewhere along the way, um, they don't want to hear a lot of traditional terms. But whereas they might be uh, hurt or turned off by the name God, they might be okay with hearing higher power, you know, or, or something mm-hmm. like that. And it, and it kind of starts to create a bridge of healing to where they can uh, recreate that that uh that relationship with god you know mm-hmm. and and in a, in a less uh you know fundamentalist way right yeah that's a really good point well that makes me um think about we have another song um mm-hmm. that you've written and uh that uh you've recorded and it's called path of forgiveness and uh that certainly is an idea that and that was spoken about when we heard that clip um from the movie that idea of of forgiving, whatever we need yeah. to forgive, and uh, so we'll we'll at least listen to part of that uh, as okay. we.
come to the close here of our program. Would you tell us a little bit about that and Path of Forgiveness? Yeah. It's just something that uh, that has had a personal effect on me is is uh, knowing that uh, that you know we have to release um, ourselves, release others uh, from what what we've done, and and uh, it's it's just a powerful principle no matter what spiritual path you're on. So this is Path of Forgiveness. Okay, this is my guest John Miller and his song Path of Forgiveness. Felt I was tied and bound The weight of those who wronged me Holding me down And I told myself It was all their fault It's my right to hold it against them It's what I thought There was judgment in my heart I made a vow for a brand new start There's a road that grants you freedom And there's no place for resentment You just follow where it leads you Down the path of forgiveness Somehow I realized that I was wrong That anger festered inside for way too long And I brought myself to let it all go That poison hurt me more than I could know I felt a burden lift from my soul and in the joy of release, I felt whole. There's a road to grant you freedom. And there's no place for resentment. You just follow where it leads you down the path of. It's a choice I make each day To let grace clear the way Down the road that grants me freedom Where there's no place for resentment I just follow where it leads me down the path of forgiveness Thank you, John. What beautiful music. Um, 
it's just gorgeous. Uh, the the melody's beautiful. The uh, so touching, and certainly, you know, the words and the message that you're conveying is uh, really an invitation to all of us to uh, not hold those grudges and to, so we can move forward. It's yeah, beautiful. absolutely. It, it was kind of taken from that that uh, quote of. Uh, you know, not forgiving somebody is like drinking poison, hoping that it'll hurt the other person. <laughs> mm-hmm. and that was really what that song stemmed from, and it was a it was a personal thing for me. Uh huh. Yeah, that's beautiful, and uh, it it really does. Uh, again, you know, those ideas and really do express so much of what uh, is in New Thought, and so much of what's in the um, in that twelve step program. And with that, um, we, we have a couple minutes here. Would you tell us what uh, the power of new thought has been in your life in just a few words? What difference has it made for you? Obviously, we've heard it in your songs. We see it in your movie. Would you tell us a little more about that? Well, you know, uh, I think, you know, for me, it's uh, it's really opened my eyes to uh, to seeing God uh, everywhere. I... Uh, I had a, um, there was a time in my life where I'd been turned off by um, traditional church, and uh, coming into uh, New Thought and these ideas have really helped me to uh, to see God in, in all different aspects of my life, and so it's a, it's a total game changer for me, and, uh, and so I encourage anybody to, uh, you know, to follow, follow where, um, where this uh, this new thought teaching leads you because uh, it really can open you up and and uh, and uh, and help you to um, you know whether you're on a on a path of of uh, you know recovery or, or, or wherever you are in your life um, it uh, it can help help to empower you. John, thank you again so much for being my guest today here on Spirit of Recovery, and thank you for making the. What is New Thought, um, the New Thought movie. And thank you so much also for living this life, for uh, exemplifying these spiritual principles, and for sharing with us today about um, how it is that the 12-step programs have some roots, some important roots in the New Thought movement. So God bless you, John, as you continue to do your work. Thank you, Reverend Anna. Thank you for having me. Thank you, listeners, for being with us today. Um, Have a wonderful week, and we'll be back next week on Spirit of Recovery. Thank you for listening to Spirit of Recovery with Rev. Anna Schaus, Ph.D., and her guests. Join Anna and her guests live every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Central Time for down-to-earth ideas about keeping spirituality at the heart of your recovery. This program is brought to you in part by Soul Matters Ministry in Olympia, Washington. Committed to bringing light to the soul. Online at soulmatters-spiritworks.org. Do you think you know all you want to know about the characters in the Bible? Do you know who could be called the king who loved too much? Or what it means to be a Jezebel? Or that the best love story in the Bible begins with the declared commitment of two women? 
The Bible's symbolic meaning can help you transform your life and discover the presence and power of God within you. Find out what these characters can teach you about your own life today by tuning into Biblical Power for Your Life. Each week, co-hosts Rev. Karen Tudor and E.J. Niles present a Bible character from a historical, cultural, psychological, and symbolic perspective. Your comments and questions are part of this lively discussion. Tune in every Thursday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern, and power up your life only at Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. I'm Suzanne Giesman, and if you've ever wondered about life after death or if it's possible to connect with a higher consciousness, I invite you to join me for my podcast, Messages of Hope. It's my mission to share with you that our loved ones who have passed are always with us, and we are so very loved. I want to teach you how to live a consciously connected and divinely guided life. Listen here on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network.